I wonder what your life reveals to other people. I want to talk to you today about why living differently really matters. Why living differently really matters. We're continuing our series in Matthew's Gospel and we're continuing at learning from Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. I'm going to read from us, read from us, read to us uh, from chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 13 to 16. You'll recognise these because these, we had these last week, but we're just going to consider them again. So Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. So why living differently matters. Firstly, living differently will reveal to the world and to culture the truth of its status. Living differently will reveal to the world and to the culture the truth of its status. Jesus in this short section uses two illustrations and I don't think he is being subtle at all. I think he's being really clear. He uses salt and he uses light. Now, in Jesus' day, salt was more than just something that was used to add flavour. It, it had a very important task, preserving food from decaying. And so in using that illustration, Jesus is making it very clear that the world and culture is in decay. The world and culture is in decay. Secondly, light. Um, we are so used to light being around us all the time and to flicking a switch and to light being on. But actually, before electricity, light was a very precious commodity. And of course, a small amount of light could make a massive difference in a large, dark space. And by talking about light, Jesus is saying that the world and culture that is in decay is also in darkness, cannot see. Different lies will reveal that truth to, world, to the world and to culture, to where decay is and to where darkness is. Our natural state, St Paul says, is that we have all sinned and we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We are all in decay, we are all in darkness. He also says that the God of this age, by that he means the devil, has blinded the minds of unbelievers to the truth. Our world um, is winding down, um, is falling apart, and we can't see that. And we can't see our own need for God in and of ourselves. It's quite a harsh thing to say, especially in a world where um, there is so much that is good alongside all the stuff that is bad. Friendships, um, laughter, creativity, art, love, all these things are there, but are there in a world that is ultimately decaying and in darkness. It is really important that we, those who follow Jesus, understand and get this. Um, in a book about the dynamics of spiritual renewal, a guy called Lovelace uh, makes the point, well I say a guy called Lovelace, the writer Lovelace makes the point that actually grasping the true nature of the world and of culture and of my heart enables me to truly begin to follow Jesus. It's only when I get that actually all have sinned. I have sinned. I have fallen short of the glory of God. Sin is not a list of things I do, but it is the natural state of the created order in rebellion from God, who is just 
um, and who is judge. And Lovelace makes the point that when I get that, I'm in a place to really begin to get my need for God. If you think about it, um, if you've ever had to receive um, news about needing to go on to treatment, um, when we know how seriously ill we are, uh, we will be up for um, whatever the treatment is, won't we? Um, when I um, when I was diagnosed with depression, I was told I needed to have counselling and I needed initially to have it weekly um, because actually it was quite important. And actually I knew just how kind of down I was and what state my mind was in that I was like, yeah, yeah, I, can, I, I will give us that amount of time aside for this because I know I need it. When we know how serious something is, uh, we will take the medicine. We will look for the medicine. And quite often in this world, we, we don't want to talk about the world being in decay and culture being in decay. We don't want to talk about it being in darkness. And we don't want to talk about the fact that the God of love is also the God of justice and will one day judge. But then what happens is we begin to present Jesus as kind of a nice add-on to everybody else's good lives. Salt and light. Jesus is very clear. The world and culture are in decay and the world and culture are in darkness. I wonder if I can ask you, do you believe this? Does your life reveal this to others? So why living a life differently matters is a different life will reveal to culture the truth about culture's decayed state and truth about culture being in darkness. Secondly, why living a life matters uh, differently matters is as a life differently um, lived out in the midst of this culture is how all of this is revealed. So I'm going to use the salt and light illustrations again. Um, the task and the calling on the church uh, is to be salt and light to a decaying culture, uh, to a dark world. So salt uh, is not designed to be kept in a small pot that you only use um, when you need it. It is, in Jesus' world, designed to be used to preserve uh, and to be active in preserving decay. Light uh, is, you know, city on a hill. You don't, you know, you can't hide it. You don't put a lamp under a bowl. You, you put it where it's going to make a difference. Um, and those two things there, what Jesus is saying is that the church, those who follow him, has this calling uh, to to be active, to be salt, uh, preventing decay, uh, to be active, to be light, proclaiming good news. And when I thought about salt, it reminded me of um, Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, who wrote to those who'd been exiled to Babylon, who were trying to work out how do we live in this culture and in this world that we don't like and that doesn't recognise God. Uh, and they had faced two temptations. One was to move into Babylon and to do what the Babylonians wanted them to do, to live like Babylonians. The other option was to try and avoid anything to do with Babylon and to live on the outskirts of Babylon and to kind of to try and pretend to be Israel in Babylon. And no, Jeremiah says, no, 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 seek the welfare of the city, move into the city and live differently there, live counterculturally there and um, pray that the city would go well because it'll go well for you. And Jeremiah gives him this third wonderful option about being different in the midst of a culture that doesn't recognise God. And in doing that, maybe the culture will begin to see God. One task of the church to be living differently in the midst of the culture, not to be withdrawn from it, but to be active and to be engaged, making a difference, living out the kingdom of God in the midst of a dark and decaying world. Secondly, light. 
Um, in John's Gospel, John says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. By that he means Jesus. And so I think that the light clearly points to proclaiming the good news of Jesus, proclaiming the fact that God himself has come into our dark and decaying world to rescue us, to save us, to bring us to life and to bring us to health. And so the task of the church is twofold, is to be active in um, seeking the kingdom and in doing kingdom things. Swipe B and A were so passionate about our little churches making a difference. Uh, and that's anything and everything from um, toddler groups to working with ex-offenders to um, our um, soul food on the Gloucester Road to the marriage course to Thursday communion uh, to Alpha. But basically to boxes of hope active in doing things that will prevent decay, that will make the world a better place and have kingdom principles. Uh, but also active in proclaiming Jesus. I used Alpha there, I should have used Alpha here, but actually active in proclaiming the good news of Jesus. We're not just doing this because we're good people. We're doing this because actually we're Jesus people and this is what Jesus' kingdom looks like. And those two go together. Um, what we say and how we live sit together. There isn't, there isn't a lack of integrity between them. Demonstration and proclamation. Salt and light. I want to ask, if you're a follower of Jesus, are you living your life saltily and lightly? Saltily and lightly. Um, are you active in kingdom activities that prevent decay in our culture and in our world, um, that lead people into light and into life? And are you active in telling people the good news of Jesus, praying for your six knots, inviting them to Alpha, telling them your story of faith? When as a church... We as individuals, families, as a whole church are not doing both. We're failing to do what Jesus has called us to do and to be who Jesus has called us to be. So when we live lives differently, we reveal to culture the truth about how culture is decaying and in darkness. And, and actually we reveal to culture the truth about what the kingdom of God looks like. Preserving, making a difference, pointing to Jesus. And the key thing for us all to know is that it's Jesus makes this possible. When I read this, and I was looking at the bit that says, um, but if the salt loses its saltiness, or I was thinking, or if you put it under a bowl, and I thought, oh, you know, how do I keep my saltiness? How do I make sure uh, that my light is not under a bowl? And, and the, the answer is very simple. I stay close to Jesus. You see, it is Jesus who has brought us from one side, decaying and darkness, to the other life and light when i read this and it's talked about being a town or a city on a hill i firstly thought about jerusalem the city where in his temple god dwelt and that the rest of the world could see what the kingdom of god looked like and then i thought about another hill outside that city golgotha calvary the place where god himself jesus died god comes into our world and on a hill where it cannot be hidden takes on himself our decay, our death, takes on himself our darkness so that we may receive his life and his life. His life and his light. And so when we live out 
salt and light in our lives. It's not because we've decided to do something or we're doing it in our own strength. It's because we have met with and received Jesus and we have been changed. And this is the only way we know how to live. Have you met Jesus? Has he changed you? Are you staying close to Jesus so that you live with him and for him? Living differently really matters. I don't know why I'd have done it differently, but God has chosen you and me, his church, to be the means that demonstrates what the kingdom looks like and proclaims the truth of Jesus. He's given us the Holy Spirit to change us and to enable us to do that. He's brought us into his family so that we are, it is who we are, not what we do. And when we step into our world as salt and as light, what does it say? That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Yes, people won't understand us. Yes, people will persecute us. But yes, people will see Jesus in us, turn to him, meet him, and too, they will be changed. Let's pray.